0: God bless your name. Lift your hands to him all over this place. Will somebody ask him, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh today. Holy Spirit, fill my heart afresh today. Holy Spirit, fill my heart afresh today. Fill my heart afresh today. Fill my heart afresh today. Heart afresh today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory be to Jesus. One of the greatest questions you can ask yourself is to ask yourself, what do I really need? What I need is more important than what I want. I'm trying to help somebody here this morning to clarify what you really need. For someone here this morning, what you need It's not just another job. You need God. For someone here this morning, you need God more than you need a wife. And for somebody else this morning, rather than chasing after children, why don't you chase after God? Because all that you need is wrapped up in God. And He's the giver of all good gifts. All that you need is wrapped up in it. I need God more than I need anything. And I need the anointing of the Holy Spirit more than I need anything. And if I can get that into my system, it helps me to settle down and just focus on what is important that I may be able to live beyond myself. Because I need God more than anything. Yeah. I need God more than a husband good marriage. I need God more than more than a new business. There's nothing that Jesus will touch and will remain the same. So I need him more than I need a thing. Because when he comes in, everything starts to change. Oh how we need to get our priorities right and know our real need and lose sight of our wants. And focus on the real need. Focus on the real need. Because the real need is God. When Jesus steps into any situation, he doesn't remain the same. When he steps into a life, the life straightens out. And if I can put my focus on him as my real need, then it changes everything. have me look at your neighbor this morning and tell your neighbor, say, you need God. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Will somebody lift your hands this morning and say, Lord Jesus, fill my heart afresh with your presence. Fill my heart afresh with your presence. Fill my heart afresh with your presence. Is anyone in this house this morning who is going through any frustration? God specializes in rolling away bodies and destroying yokes. And He's still doing it. He's still doing it. He's still doing it. And you just need to focus your attention on Him. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 6 he Blessed are they that hunger and task after righteousness. He said, it shall be filled. What are you hungry for this morning? Are you thirsty for him? Or are you just in church to mark attendance? Or are you in church because you are thirsty for God? For more of him in your life? You want your heart to be so wrapped up in God that when people see you, they see him. One more time this morning. Will you tell him, Jesus, I'm here because of you this morning. I'm here because of you this morning. I'm here because of you this morning here because of you this morning I need you in my soul I need you in my spirit I need you to pour out yourself on me today I need a fresh encounter with your spirit I need a fresh anointing this morning Father we thank you Father we bless your name I just feel like saying this to somebody here this morning you know, Jesus looked at matter and he said, matter, matter. You're worried about too many things. God said? And he said, one thing is needful and Mary has chosen that one thing. Yeah. Somebody's here this morning, just too many things on your mind. You've crowded God out of your life. You've crowded God out of your consciousness. You think, you know, it's just by energy, by energy pushing and shoving. You've crowded God out of your mind. And God is saying, give me some space in your mind. Don't crowd me out of your life. I know that you're under a bit of tension, but just give me some space. Give me some space. Find some space for me in your heart. Just find some space. Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 33, seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. He said all the other things that be added, added. there's supposed to be addition. When the things are supposed to be addition, has taken the full space. Then where is the space for the primary occupant? Can I say this to someone here this morning? Don't come to a point where you have come to an end in yourself before you remember that God wants to intervene. Sometimes it's too late, or many more things may have been damaged. Somebody listen to me here this morning. Don't come to an end in all your stubbornness and all that before you know that God is interested in that marriage. And He wants that marriage to last your lifetime. Because you may have scattered it before you remember God. And it may be too late. It may be too late. That's why you need to create space in your heart for God. For God. If your brain is big enough to run all the affairs of your life Jesus will not say I will send you another helper another comforter I was talking about the Holy Spirit simply means that I will come to a point where I've come to an end in myself then God kicks in I don't know if you understand what I'm saying the only problem is that sometimes when you wait till that point you're already in depression because your mind has overworked and broken down it's just enough spiritual sense if I don't want to say common sense for you to understand that you don't have to drive a car until it grinds to a halt before you know you, you, you need a change of oil because that's how some people drive you fatigue the engine the oil is black and you keep driving the car grinds to a halt. It's going to cost you more because you need a train vehicle. You could drive that same car to a workshop and say, service it. Change the engine, engine oil. Drain the old oil and pour the new one. That's what we do when we come into his presence like this. So I'm warning somebody here this morning. I don't know who you are, but God knows you. Depression is at the door. Anxiety attack is at the door. If you refuse to open your heart for the Holy Spirit to fill it, the cares and the fears of this world will grind you to a heart. You don't want, you know, to have all kinds of sicknesses before you know that God is interested in your case. Because medical professionals here will know that some people, until they get to psychosomatic illness, you know, the kind of illness that has no pathological Uh, uh, base for it you you are messed up they said they have checked everything nothing is wrong with you but you are malfunctioning it's lack of grace that brings a person to that point where everything is done in the flesh until your engine starts to malfunction will you lift your two hands to Jesus this morning I want more of you Jesus I want more of you Jesus to sing that song for
1: me this morning. I want more of you. I want more of you. I want
0: more of
1: you. Glory to Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you.
2: Jesus. Somebody lift your hands to him. Listen.
1: I want more of you, Lord. more of you. More of you. I want more of you. Jesus. More I love you. More I want to know. I want to know. Jesus. More
2: Jesus Lord, renew, Lord, restore, Lord, renew
1: Lord, and restore. Release your grace, and Lord restore. Jesus, Lord. More,
2: more, more. Jesus Lord. let him hear your voice more of you Jesus To him Mother Mother. Mother.
0: Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. and so Father, we pray for more of you today. We ask that you are waking within us the hunger and thirst for you, for your grace. For your anointing. That indeed we may lean on you fully. In those areas where we don't understand what is going on, where we cannot explain what is happening, we choose to roll our burdens upon you today. You are the burden bearer, master. You are the yoke destroyer. As we yield all the yokes to you today we ask everlasting father let bodies be rolled away let yokes be destroyed set us loose to live beyond ourselves and to serve you with our lives that all the things that we seek may be added to us we thank you father and we give you praise in the name of jesus Jesus. I'm just going to share briefly. I want to welcome everybody joining us online. I'm sure you're flowing with us already. I'm going to make this as as short as I can so we can pray a bit more. And I have a word in my spirit to pronounce over us today. We're rounding off this series on living beyond myself. From next Sunday, we're moving into a new series of teachings um, which center around living a life of character, stronger in character, um, we've tagged that a good name, a good name, and I'm looking forward to it because I believe that God is going to do something new in my own heart, yeah, because the Spirit of God is the one that helps us to build character. We live in a time and an age where many believers are struggling with the issues of character. So I'm looking forward to it, and I want you to look forward to it, but I will, as we round off this series today, I want to establish a very important truth. Which is that you need Jesus to fire you up if you will really live beyond yourself. Serving God and serving humanity cannot be done with human power. That's why we need the anointing. Jesus told his disciples, tarry here in Jerusalem, stay here until you have been endued with power from on high. It's after the power has come upon you that you can go ahead and serve God And be a blessing to humanity. So you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to effectively deploy your gifts and talents in the place of service. It's very important that you note that. That you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to effectively deploy your gifts and your talent in the place of service. Many of us feel that we can just show up anyhow. Many people have signed up in the course of this month to serve God with us right here at the Elevation Church. You need to come to terms with the fact that God is not expecting you to serve Him only with your strength or with your mind. He wants you to depend on Him for grace. He wants you to depend on Him for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's how we serve God. With the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Act 10 and verse 38 the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And what happened? He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. The purpose of the anointing is to live beyond myself. Yeah. There's no place where you see in the Bible where they will say, you know, Jesus was anointed. And because of that anointing, he broke through. Breakthrough is already guaranteed. It's a part of the package. You don't have to chase breakthrough. There are many churches today that are centered around how people will break through. And there are many things we need to break through from. And I agree. But the the moment we make it the overriding theme, we'll get it wrong. The pipe that carries water does not have a choice than to be wet. But the bulk of the water is carrying, the pipe cannot drink it by itself. Yeah. That's the whole essence of living beyond myself. Breakthrough is already part of the package. But what I carry is not for myself. It's for humanity. It's that the kingdom of God may advance. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying this morning. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and then he went and broke through. Is that what the scripture says? No. He went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. If we want to write the story of your life, can we write it in the similitude of Acts 10.38? How God anointed Janet of Lekki And he went about only building houses. Are you still with me today? Because that's the way they will write some people's story. If you want to write it this, you know, like this How God anointed James of Ajah? we should be able to say who went about doing good. It's called the same with me today. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. By the way, Blessing people, healing people, transforming lives is not the exclusive preserve of the people who are the labor of minister or pastor. It's the calling of every Christian to be a blessing to our world and to live beyond ourselves. But there's a way that we can, you know, arrange our lives that all that we think about is how we are going to break through. And we don't care what is happening with the other person. But don't care. And that's why many people, instead of breaking through, they are breaking down. Because you have turned the purpose of the anointing upside down. The anointing, ladies and gentlemen, is for service. It's for service. It's to serve God and to serve humanity with passion. That's what the anointing exists for. Enough of living for myself. It's time to live beyond myself. But in my quest to live beyond myself, I must depend on the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I must depend on the grace that only God can give. So service cannot be done solely by human strength. We need divine enablement to carry out our spiritual duties. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, and verse 9, the Bible says, By strength shall no man prevail. It's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. By my spirit. Zachariah 4 and I think verse 6, by my spirit, by my spirit, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. You know, many people always get to that point in their lives that until everything starts to break down, like I was saying before, everything starts to run down, that's when we remember that we need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's when we remember that we need God in our lives. And a lot of the time, it's always too late. It's always too late. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, when you read from verse 1 down to 7 here, Paul was writing to Timothy. Timothy there, you can put it like a young pastor, a young entrepreneur, a young guy who wants to do well and has this great mentor, the great apostle Paul. And Paul was writing to him. And, you know, he started out in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. Can you put that up for me? Uh, uh, and was a, a. This is one one. I said two two and verse one, yeah, chapter two and verse number one, yeah. You, therefore, my son, it said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The grace that is in Christ Jesus, be strong in it. See, when a man husband is busy complaining, hear me. You know, in this part of the world, you know the way we talk. We mix English with our mother tongue. Somebody will say something like, I cannot come and die. Even the Englishman I cannot understand what you are saying. <laughs> when you see a man, a grown-up man, with responsibility as I say, I cannot come and die. I cannot kill myself. You know what is happening? Grace is a short supply. Because there is grace to be husband and father like I said in the first service, the husbanding business is not for lily-livered people. You need anointing of the Holy Ghost and grace. I don't don't know if you understand what I'm saying. (laughs) When a woman has, you know, work, you know, day job, house job, children, you see how to put serving God on top of all that. And many other things. And from time to time you come to a point where you are exasperated. Grace is what makes what is difficult easy. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. People ask, I mean sometimes for me, for instance, people ask me a question, how oh, are you doing it? You know, you're doing this, that. You know, there, there are no overwhelming situations where only have people are overwhelmed. There are two different things. Somebody, the same thing that overwhelms one person is the same thing that the, somebody is doing and is asking for more. So, we don't really have overwhelming situation. We only have people who are overwhelmed. I remember this, I was attending a conference in the U.S. many years ago. This must be almost 10 years ago, 2008. The Global Leadership Summit in Chicago. They brought a man he had a son. His son was born with the fingers a bit twisted. Um, he couldn't use his limbs, you know, so mostly on wheelchair. Uh, I think the boy was also blind. He had like three or four things, you know, combined. Now this boy had to go to a special school, and the only way they will admit this boy to school is if there's an adult. That's willing to stay with the boy in class. That's how, you know, serious the case was. You know what this guy did? Now his boy, as at that year 2008, when I saw them, his boy had just been admitted into University of Louisiana. Yeah. As at that time, when this boy plays the keyboard, you would think CV1 that I was playing. Yeah. You'll be wondering what's going on. This boy was admitted into that school. He was on the school orchestra team. I mean, they admitted him based on some of the special skills that he had. You know what happened? They invited that boy to come and play, you know, at the at the conference, just to, you know, and then they brought his father and interviewed him. This guy with way he decided to take a night job for like 10 straight years of his life. The only job that was available in his locality for him to work at night was at the cemetery. And that's the job that he did. In the morning, he would get home and take Philip. I think the boy's name is Philip. So he would take him to school and stay with him for six to seven hours in school. Come back home, catch a nap, and go to work. That was his routine for years. That boy was about four or so when they placed him in front of a keyboard. He had never seen one before, and he maneuvered it. He maneuvered it. They, showed his, they took his picture there, and they showed how he was maneuvering it. And the guy said, look, this boy is not going to waste. He may look funny, but it's not going to waste. God has a purpose for his life. See, there's grace that can come upon a man that the things that are difficult for other people become easy for you. When you start to complain about what other people are walking over, you are short of grace. That's what is happening. You are short of grace. There's an anointing to be a good wife. There's an anointing to be a mother. There's another anointing to be a father. There's an anointing to be a pastor. There's an anointing to be a reputable software developer. Don't focus only on what your mind can offer. God wants to hand his super on your natural. That's the whole essence of Christ coming and sending us the Holy Spirit. Are you still with me this morning. That's the whole essence. That's what it's all about. If it's all going to be about my brain, then I don't need the Holy Spirit. I don't need the Holy Spirit. I don't need the Holy Spirit. So service cannot be done solely by human strength. Even Jesus needed the anointing. In Luke 4 and verse 18, the Bible says in verse 17 that he, he went into the temple and he picked the book, the scroll. And he opened to the place where it was written. And it was written from the prophecy of Isaiah in Isaiah 61 from verse 1. And in, in Luke four eighteen, he said and in, in verse 18, After the book was handed to him and he opened to the place, he started to talk about himself. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the Bible says he closed the book and he gave it to them, to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue was fixed on him. So, Jesus said, this is why I'm here. The anointing is upon me to do X, Y, Z. And it's not about me. It's about the people who need it. It's not about me. It's about the people who need it. Big question this morning is, can you say that about yourself? And especially as you desire the anointing of the Holy Spirit in this service this morning. Can you say that about yourself? One of the other things that the anointing will do is that the anointing, when it comes upon your life, should help you in the development of character. Because while serving, your character will be tested. Sometimes the people that God is sending you to, they will want to bring the worst out of you. It takes character to hold up. It takes character not to cave in. We said you should serve God with us in church. Sometimes, you meet people in church who want to turn you to who you are not. Who want to bring the worst out of you? That's when the strength of character that can be built by the Holy Spirit. Thank God that from the month of June, what? are wow. emphasising that more. We're teaching on that more, and that's why you have to hang around here, be in church, because we live in a time and an age where what will, you know, separate. Christians from non-Christians out there should be majorly, first and foremost, issues of character. Yeah. But today, many Christians are caving in. Lack of grace, lack of the anointing. What's supposed to walk within you to bring character and the fruit of the Spirit, we call them, out of you, is not there. It's not there. So we see the fruits of the flesh. The fruits of carnality. That's what we see. But when the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon your life... When you have the indwelling presence of the Spirit, when grace is upon your life, we start to see the fruit of the inner working. You see, whoever is working on you is what shows what is coming out of your life. When the Holy Spirit is at work within you, the Bible says the one that is at work within us to will and to do of his good pleasure, then we see the fruit of his inner working in your life. Say amen, everyone. Glory be to Jesus. So. Also, we need to understand that there's a spiritual and supernatural dimension to what you do. There's a supernatural dimension to what you do. So don't take it for granted that this is just, you know, it's just what I do. I can do my work anyhow. There's a supernatural dimension to what you do. So the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available for God's purpose in your life. One of the ways you can start to allow the Holy Spirit to move over your life the more is that in everything that you do, look for ministry opportunities. Look out for how you will be a blessing. You know, in a church like this, everybody can come to church and all they are looking forward to is a pastor. Either the lead pastor or the pastoral team, to be a blessing to them. But the kind of church that we are raising is the kind of church where the attend the people serving as in the car park, as traffic attendants, just shaking your hand, depression can leave you. Yeah. Where Anusha smiles at you, you have not smiled in two weeks. You just start smiling. And from smiling you start to laugh. And they will say what's happening, the joy of the Holy Spirit. On Wednesday, I was at Light Point Church, our young adult church. I I, I was there to fellowship with them on Wednesday. After the service, I stood with Pastor Idris Belosage, the resident pastor there. We're having a chat, and some people, some of the the folks there were just coming to greet us, you know, and all that. And a particular young lady walked up to me. Um, Very cerebral young lady. She works with one of the uh, top three professional firms, you know, multinational. And, you know, Pastor Edith was introducing her to me, you know, she has a small frame. She didn't even, she, you know, she wasn't looking like, like it, kind of. Just like I don't look like it all the time. <laughs> so that somebody will understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, so, and, you know, I, I, but one thing that she said that really got my attention. She said, Pastor, thank you for what you are doing. I really love this Light Point Church, apart from the fact that I meet you know, most of the people of my age and all that will have fun. I said, this, this is family. I said, I don't live on the island. I live in Yaba. But I come here both midweek and Sunday because I found a family here. And you know what, what she said? She said, one time I disappeared for like five weeks. I just disappeared. And then somehow I came back. And as I was entering, I met Pastor Edris at the door. And he just hugged me and said, where have you been? Said, I can't even remember what I said, but as I was going back to my seat, I couldn't stop the tears. Said, I went back to my seat and I sobbed almost all through the service. Said, all that I was hearing in my spirit was the Holy Spirit telling me, Welcome back home. And I felt love, I felt joy. That's hug. It ministered joy. Depression left her. She cried, and all the burdens rolled away. When you serve with the anointing, sometimes all God wants for you to smile at somebody. Some other times it's just to shake hands with somebody. We're raising the kind of church where our greeters will just shake your hand, and a demon possessed person will receive deliverance. Demon is at there. That's when you are serving with the anointing, not because of good looks. Or that you have the best pancake in town. That doesn't minister the anointing. Makes you look good. But you need the oil of the anointing upon your life. If you really want to serve God and be a blessing to people. Not by power. Not by might. But by my spirit. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, let's move away from church. You want the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be in consistent supply over your life. Look for ministry opportunities even outside of the church. Don't be an ordinary teacher. Be an anointed teacher. A teacher who can sense that a child is being tormented by a demon. Lay hands on the child. Pray for a child. Or just settle a child in. And just sit and encourage the child. And the child is okay. Because your words carry power. A teacher who will see a mother dropping a child, and the mother is looking funny, like the, as if the, the weight of the whole world is on her, and you can say, "Madam, are you okay?" And can I can I see you after school? Maybe when you come to pick them, just to say one or two things. And when you are an anointed teacher, you may be teaching mathematics but the kids are getting blessed beyond mathematics. I hope you understand what I'm saying. When you are an anointed banker, people ask for you when they come to banking or they will say, eh, I've done what I came to I just need to see that lady. Yeah. And it's just a smile to say, how are you doing? I, 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 you know, my husband and I, we have been having issues. I'm a banker, but I can help. You understand what I'm saying? That's because they know they see your heart. They see you. I, I remember I was telling my kids yesterday. Uh, we had, I had a little devotion with my kids yesterday. I was telling them when I was studying for my master's degree in the University of Lagos, my first master's degree. I, I remember an incident that actually shows me that anointing is real. I didn't tell anybody I was a pastor, then I was pastoring at this Christian Center, and I have situations where somebody would just walk up to me. I said, can I discuss something with you? I say, why not? So, what do you think about so-and-so-and-so thing? It's just the fact that I listen to people. Sometimes I was wearing, I'll be wearing my ID card going into class. I'll quickly remove it as I was almost entering the class because I wanted to level up with everybody. And people will just walk up to you and say, oh, can, can, can I discuss something with you? And at the end of the day, one after the other, you pray with this person, help this person. One day, one guy just came and said, you're a pastor. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was just looking like this. Like, what do you mean? Don't remove my cover now. You know, that kind of thing. I was, I was trying to do an undercover job here. You know? You can do undercover under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And God is using you everywhere. And people are wondering what's going on. My last trip to the UK, I was on the same flight with a young man who comes around here often, whenever he's around, he teaches, sometimes he teaches in our junior church, very good friends of one of our ministers here. A professor, a lecturer in one of the business schools, one of the foremost business schools in the UK, and we had a good time to talk. Young man, I was at his wedding just about three years ago or so, but he said one of the classes is a professor in entrepreneurship. One of the classes he teaches is an open class for I think first year of the business school. So the class is always packed out. He said, after the first class, even the dean, we hear about him. People say that, see that young professor, we like him. We want him to teach us. He said, pastor, the truth is that his anointing we used to teach. It's beyond. He said, we pray and fast, you know, and organize it. I know the story to tell them before I start talking. Their hearts will be open. They, they discuss anything with me. That's how to be an anointed professor. Not the one that is selling handouts. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Just looking for how to make life difficult for people. In every way you are, you know. Instead of you being a blessing, you are a body. And yet you still come to church and say, I'm a Christian. What kind of Christian are you? Living for yourself Only. You can be a policeman and be an anointed policeman Who is different Who doesn't need to transmit anything Glory be to Jesus Anointed policeman Dutiful Doing his job And people celebrate you for who you are because you don't have to say, see the anointing speaks. You don't have to say, "I'm a Christian." Yeah, our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about; he didn't have to announce it. He just went and was just doing good because of the anointing that he carried. Glory be to Jesus. So there's an anointing to do things. First John two and verse twenty says, "You have received an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things." Can be a regular worker and you can be an anointed worker. Joseph in Potiphar's house, anointed slave or anointed houseboy. He was so anointed, even the first lady of the house wanted him. That was supposed to be the test of his character, though. Yeah, but it's also a proof of the fact that he carried grace. How can they bring one rough looking? Tattered looking boy who used to, you know, be among sheep and all that with his brothers. To the house of a general in the most developed economy of the day in Egypt. And the first lady of the house, we even consider. I don't know if you understand the workings of grace. Grace transformed his life. It served so dutifully and so good under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He became a desirable person. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Forget the fact that it was a test of his character and the woman had inordinate affection. But the fact that the woman, the fact that somebody can consider a slave, there are slaves and there are anointed slaves. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah? You need to understand it. Because the Bible says, Joseph was in the house of Potiphar, his master, and he was a successful man. That's how it was rendered. That means he was an anointed man. That's what he was actually saying. Because a slave did not own anything. So the success there was not a factor of what he owned. He was a slave, and the scripture called him a successful man. If you interpret it properly, he was saying he was an anointed man, a man that carried grace. A graceful person. That's who God wants you to be. Can somebody say Amen this morning? Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Let me wrap this all up. Can you hear me? Tell you anybody say desire the anointing because it's for you. So it's time to desire the anointing. Yeah, desire it. Desire it. Spend time in prayer for it. Spend time in the Word because of the anointing yeah. spend time in the word for it because the word of God carries the anointing it carries grace, Jesus said the word that I speak the spirit and life the word that I speak to you the spirit and their life when you embrace the word, don't just read the bible because it's a routine to do devotional let the word gain entrance into your spirit the anointing of God on your life will go to a new level, say amen somebody Embrace responsibilities, because if you embrace responsibilities, what happens? The anointing over your life increases. It increases. Can you hear me tell your neighbour? Say bite more than you can chew, so that God can help you to chew it. If all you are chewing is what your mouth can carry, you don't need God. That's what I'm saying. Take more responsibility. It's when you take more responsibility that you see the hand of God kicking. Yeah. God responds to our call for help. Chew more. Bite more than you can chew so that God can help you to chew it. That's when the anointing kicks in. That's when grace comes in. Spend time in worship. This Wednesday is a special worship experience for us at the Elevation Church. And it's not the time for you to make excuse if you're in the city. Try to live, work early. 6.30 p.m. Just come here. Just come and worship. That's how we draw grace. We draw the anointing. As we go into the month of June, there's certain assurance that comes in the place of worship when you surrender and submit everything to him. Grace, you know, takes over. The anointing of the Holy Spirit takes over. Can you hear me tell your neighbor, say, stay anointed. Stay anointed. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit continue to flow over your life. As we pray right now, the way I want you to see yourself is like an engine that needs a change of oil. Psalm 92 and verse number 10. My horn said you have exalted like the white ox. Right? I have been anointed with fresh oil. If there's fresh oil, that means there's old oil. May you not carry old oil for long. When there's old oil in a the car, there will be engine fatigue. And When there's engine fatigue, the car can grind to a halt. And that can be fatal because the engine itself can knock. Many people's engines are almost knocking because we are not calling for fresh oil. When there's fresh oil, what you are complaining about now, what is difficult, you just see yourself riding above it. Riding above it. Will somebody ask God for fresh oil this afternoon? Will you lift your two hands to Jesus and just ask him, Lord, fresh oil. I need fresh oil in my life. Fresh expressions of the grace and the anointing to accomplish great tasks. That I will not be left alone. But enjoy fresh oil. Bless are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Scripture says. For they shall be filled. They shall be filled. Will you lift your two hands to him today. And just desire fresh oil. Fresh anointing. Fresh oil. Fresh anointing. Fresh oil. Fresh anointing. Fresh oil, fresh anointing. Ask him Lord. Lord fresh oil. I receive. I receive it. You can't just close your eyes. Don't be distracted by anything. And let the Spirit of God come upon you. Right here. Right now. In this place.
1: And your power uh, come in your own special way. Come in on, let's do it. Come, come oh, in Lord, Stephen, we'll hear you. Come on, uh, come. Power Jesus, come, Holy Spirit. Come in your
2: special. Place. Sing that song one more time. Lift your hands.
1: We need point. you, Holy God, Spirit.
2: The really come, Holy Spirit.
1: Say, Holy Spirit, we are fresh today. Redeem, Lord, refresh us, Holy oh Spirit. Come, sweet.
2: dimensions dimensions of the operations of the spirit that is starting in somebody's life right now and as you release yourself to him and just ask him to have his way in your life I want you to put your right hand on your forehead and say Holy Spirit fill me afresh fill me afresh fill me afresh me afresh. If you can pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. If you just want to worship, just worship. And just ask him, fill me afresh, Holy Spirit. Fill me afresh, Holy Spirit. me afresh, Holy Spirit. Receive grace for your marriage. Receive
1: grace. Oh,
0: As we pray to receive grace to function under the anointing, I sense in my spirit God is healing cancer here right now. Right now,
2: right now, the hold of cancer is broken
0: now. In the name of Jesus. Mayakalabo Someone to my right hand here
2: I break the hold of that cancer over your life I speak to you cancer Dry up now in the name of Jesus Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the supply of your spirit today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a dimension that God is taking some people here to. And you're going to walk into it just by a stronger desire for his presence. A stronger desire for his presence. It's beyond you. I was sharing a testimony in the first service how on Friday I had a few activities, a few events where I needed to feature. My first event was in Victoria Island here. Pastor TJ and my PA were in my company and we went, you know, ministered there, left there and went to Abel Kuta for another event. As we're coming back from Abel Kuta, a lady in this church, I don't know where she, whether she's around now, she's going to give her testimony, so I don't want to mention her name. She called me on the phone. I said, Pastor, they're going to operate on my son. They're going to operate on my son. I said, calm down, what's going on? She said, we've been in the hospital, and um, you know, my son has not been okay. The boy is just maybe about a year old or something. Um, there's something they call... into session or something like that. Um, It's an intestinal disorder where they call it telescoping of the the intestine. The doctors will understand what I'm talking about. So I think when it happens, they won't be able to pass. Some things will not be able to pass. So they've done the scan and then they're supposed to operate. And so she was calling me to just say I should pray that the uh, procedure will be successful and all that. I was tired so this was not a case of uh, we just finished praying and God was using you know. So that's the dimension I see some of us here operating in. I was fucked out. I was just at the back of a car. And I just told the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you know that I don't have any strength here. I will just pray. And I just prayed. I just agreed by faith with her and I spoke peace. I said, put your hand on that boy. And I spoke peace over that boy. The surgery was supposed to take place at around 3 or 4 p.m. And she called me about the time. She said, Pastor, I have three consultants here. The lead consultant just told me that the thing has been corrected. That do no need for surgery. He said, no need for surgery. Now, yesterday... She was trying to call me, I was at another event I couldn't pick her call, she sent me a text message She said, Pastor We have now done two scans She mentioned the places where they did the two scans Said the two scans Are further confirmed That the intestine, everything is okay It's just a simple prayer God uses you Just on the line of duty On the part of your job somebody for the last time today lift your two hands to Jesus and say Lord anoint me for my purpose anoint me for service take your grace over my life to a new level when I step into a place let
2: demons be. when I step into an office let the business receive a turnaround make me the carrier of your grace Will you lift your hand and ask Jesus today? Make me a carrier of your grace. When I step into a marriage. Let peace enter that house. Will you desire it today. Lord make me a carrier of your grace. Anoint me afresh. To live beyond myself. Anoint me afresh. To live beyond myself.
0: bear Jesus. I'm just going to pronounce a blessing and I'll be done. Isaiah 61 from verse number 3 talks about the effect of the anointing. As you go today, you're going to start to see the effect of the anointing in your life. It says to console those who mourn in Zion and to give to them beautiful ashes. So I receive for you this morning beautiful ashes. The oil of joy for money. And the
2: garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. No more heaviness around your life. No more depression hanging around you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive the hall of joy. Receive the garment of praise. Let it spread around your walk this week. Let it spread upon everyone you meet this week.
0: In the name of the Lord Jesus. It says that they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that it may be glorified. So I decree over you today. Everyone that has been misplaced. That has been removed from their area of planting. I command you return in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here. Something is contending with you. Where God has planted you. I decree that the hold of contention is broken
2: flourish where you are planted in the name of the lord
0: jesus i decree you are the planting of the lord so you flourish where you have been planted flourish in your industry
2: flourish in your home in the name of the lord jesus
0: he said by the anointing verse 4 they shall build rebuild the old ruins They shall raise up the former desolation. They shall repair the ruined cities. The desolation of many generations. So I pray over you this morning. As you have received the anointing, God will use you to turn this nation around. He
2: will use you to turn your own industry around. In the name of the Lord
0: Jesus, I declare today as you leave this place, live as an agent of change. Wherever God has planted you, because of you, there shall be changes there. Yeah. Positive changes. Yeah.
2: Changes that will move that industry forward. Yeah. In the name of the Lord Jesus.
0: Yeah. Verse 5 says, strangers shall stand and feed your flock. Yeah. And the sons of foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dresser." Yeah. You know what that means? You are going to have expatriates working for you. Say the sons of foreigners shall be your plowmen. I see a business here moving to the international scale. In the name of the Lord
2: Jesus. And I decree according to the word of God that as doors of nations open to you, you will go with the anointing. You will break yokes, you will remove burdens. Men and women will be set free. It's not going to be only about the money. It's going to be about souls and the transformation of destinies. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody shout a believing amen.